In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today, our third co-host is Dylan Hafer, of course, host of Mention It All, the brilliant mind behind Bravo by Betches, and just lots of copy you see everywhere across the Betches media universe. It is Dylan Hafer. Thanks for hello, coming. Hello, hello. Dillian and pl- Millie. I love it. Dillian I love it. Millie. Always a pleasure to be back on the SUP. And, you know, today we're all, the vibes are, the vibes are normal. Good. Great, right? (laughs) Totally normal day. (laughs) Today is a blood moon harvest eclipse shit. So it is crazy. Vibes are, vibes are really tight. Uh, On top of already the um, election going on, there is also super moon stuff. I'm really just letting my stress and anxiety is just like fully in a latent stage. Like I will, I know myself better that like I get well enough to know that I can get so stressed and anxious that like I can't waste it now because I will, I will run out. I will run out of gas. We will, we will save it. We will save it for tonight. But there's not much, you know, anything I was saying to both of you, anything we talk about today that's like election related will have a shelf life of like 12 hours. Not even. We might start getting results in like six hours at the time of recording. Oh my God. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's all happening. It's I don't know. I I feel like compared to 2020, exactly. when there's like a, it feels different because it's like there's the one you know presidential election that everybody's following. Whereas this year, it's like the midterms are like little fires everywhere. It's mm. like okay, so uh, exactly. we've got like what's happening with governor here, what's happening with the Senate there, what's the who's going to be the mayor. Like it, it's hard yes. to know where to focus your stress and also your attention. So it's kind of like I. I hope it all goes good. Right. It's hard to sort of like build a narrative story. Like we all knew sort of like what was at stake in 2020. I think a lot of people have like sort of an idea now, but like people aren't going to know. It's like what if we win the House but lose the Senate? And also a lot of it isn't really going to come into focus tonight. But I, I don't know about you all, but my my like muscle memory or trauma response is very firmly rooted in November 2020. I've been getting flashbacks all week. We are we are now at the date where two years ago, it, it's the day after, after the call. Uh, you know, should we reflect on the past two years of our personal life? Is that what we should take this time to do? I, I are you who you thought you would be, Millie, on November 8th? 2020. Oh man, my life is in so much of uh, November. Yeah, November 2020. I was working the polls, and I went on a crazy date after after sleeping the day after. You did, uh, yeah. Where the guy said my kisses were triggering, uh, because he said that I kiss. I know he said that I kiss like I want a relationship, and he's not ready. And so it triggered I to- him. 
Oh my so, god. <laughs> yes, I kiss like when you're yeah, no, he told me guys that uh, when, you didn't tell us. You never told us that you hooked up with Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, Trigger King Trump himself. Jr. I'm like, and where was this man on January 6th? <laughs> well, honey. Well, honey. Yeah, no, he said I triggered him because I may, I, I, I kiss like I want a relationship. Even oh, that though, sounds so nice. Yeah, I, I know. No, he's all, he obviously was in love with me and couldn't deal with the feelings. Yeah. But uh, my life is in a way better place because I'm no longer dating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think that, and then two years and guess what? This week I started, um, SS or no, last week I started Lexapro. So <laughs> I'm doing great. Welcome. <laughs> You're talking Welcome. about all this anxiety and I'm like, Ooh, thank God I am. I'm on a subscription base for serotonin. I remember one time on the podcast, you told me though, like a hundred, a hundred hours of therapy will make you, you won't need it. But sometimes, sometimes you don't got time. Yeah. I can't fit a hundred hours of therapy into today. I can't be anxious today. Yeah. Well, it changes your brain chemistry in the way, but honestly, yeah, I need to rent that serotonin, baby. Exactly. If you if you can't make your own store bought, store bought is fine. Store famously. Bought. They say famously. millennials don't own anything. Like millennials don't own a house. They don't even own their own clothes. We don't own music because it's all Spotify. Guess what? I don't own serotonin. <laughs> you gotta rent it. Gotta uh, rent it. So I want I do want to briefly talk about what to watch tonight to maybe get an idea of where the winds are blowing. I mean, I was reading about some of this last night, and it's like these political reporters think they are they're like flexing their creative writing degrees and they are just coming up with as many synonyms they can for grim, terrible, emergency, devastating, disastrous, mourning, terrible. And they're just like, you know, if this person in Virginia loses by 7.05, it means the house is lost. And you know what? There there will be some early signs, but I want to discourage people from getting too hysterical too early because it's just not, it's just not useful. This is going to be a, a, a long week. I feel like I feel like people remember that from last time, right? Like I do remember oh, the night. Like I remember crying because I was like, Trump's winning Michigan. Like I had no concept of, oh, I think it's, I guess I had read somewhere, oh, the mail ballots come later, but I still was terrified. I do feel like we're, people do have a different understanding of kind of the process of determining the the winners of an election and not just, you know, for president, but there's all of these congressional districts, all of these Senate races, all of these state elections that it doesn't feel like something that's supposed to be tied up in a neat bow by 10 PM tonight. And I think thinking back to when I was younger, it's like, okay, like decision 2004, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch the news and then somebody's (laughs) going to win. And then I get to stay up a little bit late past my normal bedtime, but then it's over. And the next day you're like going about your life. And I definitely, I'm not expecting anything like that tonight. Hopefully there'll be some, some good news tonight, but also it's like with the, with the house of representatives in particular, it's like literally every single district is up for, you know, is having an election. So yeah, there's going to be some there's going to be some negative ones. There's going to be some positive ones. And it is it is going to probably take, you know, maybe a few days before there really full is picture. kind of a full fuller picture of where it's shaking out. I, I My favorite thing about the 2020 election was all the memes. <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> like, that week. <laughs> that was that a fun week. week. Where like everyone, we saw like, um, 
I, I'm I'm clearly thinking of the Lady Gaga transition from Chromatica <laughs> to 911, where we see Michigan gets flipped blue, oh, yeah. or Georgia got flipped blue. Yeah. Uh, so it was you that, know, it was a time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, was my anxiety high? Is it is it better to like rip the bandaid and know? Um, immediately like we were we're used to pre-mail-in ballot popularity yes are the memes and content better when there's like some kind of limbo does it feel like the united states is kind Mm -hmm. of single and just trying out their own thing for a while we we waited to give our ballots because we wanted to create more suspense yeah exactly (laughs) because it's good for the memes yeah it's good for the memes you don't want to look too um too eager you know it's like oh my god like I don't love Kathy Hochul that much. Like I, you know, like I'll go on a second (laughs) date with her. Like she can have like a little more of my time, but like. Dylan got three days of BravoCon. You got to give us more than one election day. I got to stretch this. I get to stretch it. The content. Oh my God. I forgot. Three days of (laughs) BravoCon. That was the hardest anyone at the war reporters. I was watching Dylan cover, cover. BravoCon, I was like, I never worked that hard in my life. <laughs> At no stage in my political journalism career have I ever worked as hard as that man <laughs> reporting oh, from man. the front lines. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, I camped out for hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Pulitzer, Peabody Award. <laughs> Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So some things that people will be watching tonight and reacting to that I think are, you know, potentially edifying. There are a couple of races in Virginia. Virginia famously, we talked about this a lot with the governor's race, like they're really responsive to, you know, in Virginia, it's kind of like the politics, it's 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 pretty national. They really respond to national trends. And, you know, when they elected Glenn Youngkin, that was kind of, you know, just a year after Biden won, after going so strongly for Biden, that was sort of like, you know, the first kind of warning shot, like, oh, Democrats might be having an issue. Uh, with with these suburban voters of this nature, I guess. So they're looking, people are looking at some Virginia races specifically tonight, Abigail Spamberger and Elaine Luria. Elaine Luria was on the January 6th committee. She had a couple, you know, like great moments. She had, a, she was pretty visible. I'm not really sure why she's so vulnerable. I guess the economy thing, I can't imagine maybe she's, 
I don't know if January 6th plays too much of a role for Virginia voters. Abigail Spanberger is like a she is not bought not by any means a liberal Democrat. And there's also one more Virginia race. So if Spamberger and Luria lose, people are going to be freaking out and the pundits are going to be like, it's going to be hell horror. They're going to be getting out there with thesaurus and looking up bad. Uh, but I said on our Instagram today, it's like, I'm trying to remind people, you don't have to be a reporter tonight. You don't, as much as we've been telling you, share, share, share. Today is the day when everyone actually is watching the news. Like, it's okay. Just wait. You don't have to share the first thing you see about it. You don't have to share. Like, I just know at like 7.01, there's going to be some viral blue check tweet. And now I sound like Elon being like, here's how the Democratic Party fucked up the midterms. And it's like, we got one county in Virginia. So I'm just like, I'm just preparing <laughs> to be very angry at around like 7.30 tonight. Um, No lie. This is terrible. When when I saw Abigail Spamberger on the head, on the... <laughs> On the outline, I was like, oh, my God, what is the affirmative action <laughs> Supreme <laughs> Court suing girl? Is she running for Congress now that she didn't get into UT? Well, you've just proven reverse racism, so maybe Abby should get into <laughs> UT. <laughs> I was, yeah. I mean, the Missouri Senate is also up tonight. You know, we'll talk about Senate. I was chatting with Dylan uh, yesterday, who's from Missouri, which is sort of an interesting state that like has sort of periods of not, not just, just blue sort of like splatters across. And there's an interesting race there. I mean, they didn't, the Republicans didn't nominate Eric Greitens, which in a way might've been better for Democrats, but they had the, the woman that is the Democratic nominee is like a is like from the Bush family and she spent all of her money on the race, but it's still looking like not this year for Missouri, right? Yeah, it's uh, financially, it's giving very Rick Caruso, but unfortunately, yeah. I don't think the uh, <laughs> the polls have gotten quite as close. She hasn't found, there's no Gwyneth, has the Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> of Missouri. <laughs> oh God, I'm trying to imagine who the Gwyneth Paltrow of Missouri would be and it's uh, it's bleak out there, yeah, but um, is it Ellie Kemper? <laughs> It might, it might just be, it might just be, she ran the marathon on Sunday. Good for her. Um, (laughs) I love you both for these intersections. Question for Dylan, Missouri. Uh Uh-huh. Is it, would you consider it the South or the Midwest? Oh, Missouri is very much so the Midwest. Um, It depends on who you ask though. People say it's dirty South. We'll say Midwest. I don't know. I think people, uh, I mean, I'm from St. Louis, which is very much a Midwestern city. I think there are parts of Missouri, which, I mean, you see this on the electoral map. There's essentially St. Louis and Kansas City are, you know, big, dark blue spots on the map. And then aside from that, it's pretty red. And obviously some of those red areas are, um, you know, more rural. There's, Mm. you know, there's a reason why. Republicans have been winning statewide elections there more recently, but, um, you know, it's, it's the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm Okay. The Senate also, I mean, the Senate, here's the scenario that I am most worried about, not worried about. I mean, I guess this would, this would be better than Republicans winning the Senate tonight is that Georgia and Georgia, the candidates have to win more than 50% to win outright. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they go to a runoff, which would be on January or December 6th. Oh Raphael Warnock is doing pretty well there because Herschel Walker's a clown, but you never know. He's building momentum. They're putting a lot of money in. Who knows who's going to turn out today? That could come down to Pennsylvania is also going to take a long time to count because they don't start counting their ballots until tonight. Basically, my sense is that like the, cl- the closer the races are, the harder it is for 
you know, the little calculators they use to make their predictions. So if it's taking a while, it means things are close. If things are close, that's fine. They're expected to be close. That's just simply how it works. Don't freak out. But hopefully, I'm hoping that we'll have answers out of like Ohio or North Carolina tonight. Um, maybe maybe Florida or your family members like vote. What do you, th- tomorrow, I, tomorrow we're going to hear, we're going to have a definitive essay on the Latino vote for sure. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. The Latino vote is getting more and more and more complicated. I, you know, I hope Val Deming wins. I think, um, she's kind of turned out to be an incredible candidate, like in yeah. this last, these last couple of weeks. I mean, she always has been, but I feel like she's really getting more attention or just like falling into a like good rhythm with the media, but it's great to see. I was a little concerned because I shared um, a clip of her debate with my family. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, you guys should vote for her. And my sister was, is like, is she running for president? And I'm like, okay, well, you live in Orlando, so you yeah. should know who about Demings is. Yeah. I'm a little concerned. Yeah. we That's the thing. We really underestimate how many people just like are not paying attention or to start paying attention today. And then they're just yeah. like, oh, I think my father-in-law likes J.D. Vance. <laughs> It's like okay, oh, Jesus. <laughs> JD Vance. Oh God, I just don't want to think about our future with these clowns if they get in there. <laughs> well, again, um, in anthrop in anthropology school, in, in when I one of the like books I had to read when you know in college was about women in the KKK movement mm. and like kind of their motivations, and half of them are like, I went to a rally and there was a really hot guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just kept going. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're talking about like my grandfather likes kid JD Vance. I'm like, that is how a lot of people vote. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was having people like tell me what they were doing over the weekend on sub stories and like sharing them. And you know, a lot of them were really like, you know, big actions. Like I am, I am flying upstate or I am flying to another state to canvas. And then some of them or a fair amount of them were just sort of like, I am really just trying to convince my husband to make sure he drops off his ballot to protect our daughter's rights. And it's just sort of like, I have to remember that's like, you know what? Some people are, that's what she can do. That's just as important. The vote counts the most, but it's like, at first I was like, oh, but then I was like, no, I have to share that one too. Cause that like is the reality for yeah. some people. Like yeah. I just, I, I also can't think- imagine if that's what I had to spend my day doing is getting fucking Mike's ass out the door. <laughs> I also think there is a little bit of like, people kind of have like one, one, they can focus on one thing at a time. And like with that Florida Senate race, I wonder if because Ron DeSantis is like such a political, like sucking the oxygen out of the room that it's like, when I think of Florida right now, I only think of Ron DeSantis being a clown or like similar to like in Georgia, the Stacey Abrams running for governor. It's like that Senate race is taking up like so much oxygen and I'm getting so many emails from Raphael Warnock, which like, yeah, <laughs> God bless, um, I want you to win. But like, I don't have the $8 <laughs> for you right now. Yeah. Um, but then it is kind of like a little bit of one track mind where it's mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, hopefully, you know, things go in the right direction, but it is kind of, there are just like so many places to look and it's... You know, it's tough to keep everything top of mind. Another place that is um, increasingly unpredictable, like like New York, where we are, you know, having to raise a lot of awareness in these final weeks about the potential of having a Republican governor. 
The candidates for LA mayor are like theoretically both Democrats, but they are not. I mean, Rick Crusoe is the mall magnate who recently switched over. He is running against Representative Karen Bass. They are both running to be mayor. This is Gardner. I mean, this guy this week. I mean, between between Katy Perry showing herself voting for Rick Caruso and Elon Musk saying everybody vote for Republicans, that's the shit where I'm just like, I want to just like melt into a puddle and give up. Yeah, Elon Musk sucks. But this guy, this guy, <laughs> Rick Caruso, has garnered quite a bit of goodwill among well-known LA natives um, who have proudly endorsed him this week. They include Katy Perry, as I said, Gwyneth Paltrow, Snoop Dogg, also Lisa Vanderpump, Kyle Richards, Kathy Hilton, her husband. As for Karen Bass, she does have some heavy hitters in her corner, including Kerry Washington, Common, Tiffany Haddish, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Aniston, Steven Spielberg, and Jane Fonda. But they are still sort of like in the minority. And, oh, yeah. And Chris Pratt is voting for Caruso. Chris Pratt and loves and Rick Caruso. They are all framing him as so it's all about the crime and all of these celebrities. It's interesting that the people that have the money and privilege to inoculate themselves against all this crime and blight are the ones saying that Rick Caruso, they know which candidate to vote for. Rick Caruso's plan, I mean, whether or not famous people deal with the homelessness is is kind of a separate issue. Like there is 41,000 residents of LA are homeless. But Caruso and, and Bass have very different ideas of how to address that. Basically, my impression of Caruso's is that he wants to spend a ton of money building a giant, like a first of all, he wants to build a big building to house them all and also tiny homes. He also wants to bring sleeping pods into unleased office spaces. Basically, he just wants to get them out of the way mm-hmm. to remove them from, from visibility. Mm-hmm. Bass's plan would bring tens of thousands of residents into existing indoor residences like motels, leased apartments. There's lots of like federal vouchers and stuff or state vouchers to the city for money for motels and for apartments to lease. It's just like they're not using it effectively. So she's mm-hmm. like, it's interesting because to me, it's Rick Caruso who's trying to bleed all of this money and her plan is like a lot less expensive and it's just like, let's just like fix the processes. To mm. my non-expert eye, like I said, it seems Rick Caruso just can, seems seems concerned with finding a place to contain all of these people, whereas Karen Bass wants to get them into actual homes. Mm-hmm. Homelessness and Skid Row specifically is complicated. Like yeah. people live there. It is their homes. They have mm-hmm. specific needs. A lot of people there have pets. You can't just move them into a sleeping pod in an office building. Like, again, I I am not an expert, but does it seem to you guys like what appeals appeals about this to celebrities is that it's just like, let's just just hide them. Let's just put them away. Yeah. And I think specifically Chris Pratt was a funny one to me because it's like, oh, great. Noted super uh, progressive liberal guy, Chris Pratt, (laughs) thinks that this is the best – the best Democrat to vote for. It's like, hmm, does this pass the sniff test? And I saw um, someone on Twitter, like in Twitter replies, not like a not a blue check kind of thing, but they were like, well, I'm an independent voter and I haven't even been tempted to vote for a Democrat in years, but this Rick Caruso. And it's like, <laughs> you are so, you are so, so close <laughs> to seeing the point. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like it's Rick Caruso to me and again like I don't I don't live in LA so this isn't my day to day but just observing this race from the outside it feels like he is bringing it's like the billionaire's paradise it's like mm-hmm. I want everything to look like shiny and new like the grove and it, it, you know let's get these homeless people somewhere where we can't see them and it's like I don't uh, for somebody like Katy Perry to be like I'm voting for Rick Caruso because LA is a hot mess right now and it's like is it is it a hot mess for you? Like mm-hmm. you yeah, live yeah. I, you live in a gorgeous house, you can afford whatever you want, you're being driven like you 
you, you have every need met. Like, obviously there are big problems in LA, but the people who are, the people who are having the loudest voices in this race aren't the ones who are actually suffering. And it's so interesting because she captioned that and turned the comments off. Like, yeah. <laughs> like these elections are so important. That's why I'm voting for Rick Russo. It's like nothing about fucking women's rights in Texas. Just like, I don't like the tents. Did Lisa Vanderpump, why did she hashtag her tweet umbrella? Did she do that because people on Skid Row use umbrellas for shelter? Or is that a... I'm not I'm not familiar with the umbrella thing, but I, at, at least Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle Richards have found something to agree on. Um, good <laughs> and for Gabby them. <laughs> you know, LA is a hot mess right now. And it's like, yeah, LA is a hot mess. Uh, rents are so expensive. They can't build new housing. There's a lot of mixed use things. There's a lot of single family homes that are taking up. There's shitty public transportation. Like, but those are not what they're complaining about. It is the tent, you know. It, I think that something that really clicked with me of understanding, specifically Los Angeles, is, or even just like the, the U.S. in general, but this analogy was really clicked for Los Angeles, was like, I think that we we view the U.S. as like a developed country, like quote unquote, like a mm-hmm. London, like a, you know, like you know like uk or france or something but really it's like brazil with the extreme poverty and you can just see that so clearly in los angeles of like million million dollar homes and people living in tent cities that is so Mm -hmm. uh the realities of los angeles like you were saying dylan like you know celebrities are protected from them and and it just seems like what karen bass is proposing because she's a politician you know, whether, whether people like, like, I understand why people are uncomfortable by career politicians, but to me, as, a, as I've grown and worked, you know, with SUP and, and everything, it's like, you do need people like there does take a certain personality and a certain uh, experience to do the job effectively. And Karen Bass, as a politician, yeah. understands the, com- the complicatedness of like, getting homeless people to transition into long-term it's not just to get them out of the way, but how can they be, you know, citizens that participate in our society? And I think that what's appealing is that maybe Chris Pratt has driven by Skid Row and here's this guy who's like, I'm going to build a big ass building and you know, all that, like, like this big sweeping change that actually is not rooted Mm -hmm. in any kind of, understanding or viewing of these homeless people as human beings and um or it's something that's like long-term care and it's like obviously there's something wrong with the la system just like you were saying like uh, these homeless people have have um partners or or skid row is not just like every other corner it's like people live there and that is part of the pro like you can't People that don't live in the shelter system or choose not to, there's reasons. There's reasons they don't feel safe there. It's complex. They can't bring their pets. Mm -hmm. They feel scared. They've been raped there. They don't want to be around drug use. Like there's a ton of reasons that people like – not everybody on Skid Row is just begging to be put into a sleeping pod in an office building. That's not what they want. Like it's more complex and complicated. Yeah, but you see Rick Caruso, the attractiveness is that he's like, I'm just going to fix this. And I just kind of clearly see it's just like you want to mop these people up. It's it's exactly what he wants to do. And I could just clearly see like a scenario where Rick Caruso wins 
and so much money is being poured and th- that fucking building never even gets finished mm-hmm. because there's so many obstacles because he's not really addressing the real issues, which is that like people need to be able we the LA needs so much more housing, like so much more than what it has right now. I think it's also interesting, the idea of somebody not being a career politician and not having prior political experience. And the fact that this race is being so pinned on this one issue of homelessness and this, you know, which is a big problem in LA, but that it's being, it's kind of drowning out all the other things that matter in this position and in this campaign, and particularly for somebody like Rick Caruso, who has not been in political office before and hasn't necessarily had to make all of his policy opinions super clear to kind of get away with just coming up with this homelessness plan. It almost gives you an out of having to really think about what does he think on the other issues? And like, he has, uh, you know, he has a history of being anti-abortion and not being pro-choice, which I think he's, I think he's maybe backtracked on some of that, or he said that he wouldn't, you know, seek to change abortion regulations in LA. I don't, I, he donates money. Right. And so, yeah. And so I think it's one of those things where, somebody like Karen Bass, because she's been in public office for a long time, because she is a career politician, you kind of know where she stands on most issues. And when you have somebody coming in to like disrupt the political environment and like Mm -hmm. changing their party affiliation and kind of being, you know, having a questionable history on some of these issues and their stances, it's like, we should be talking about where you stand on like this, 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 and this other thing, not just we can all agree that homelessness is out of control. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty easy thing to agree on that having tens of thousands of people unhoused isn't ideal. Like Mm -hmm. that's not being debated in this campaign. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting because, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of like people, the Democrat label is super toxic, but there is sort of a category of people. And I think a lot of people that endorsed him that like, have a lot of conservative beliefs, but don't like the label of Republican and he gives them cover. And it's kind of like a scary roadmap, especially when you have the money to just pay to to pay to correct the record, especially in these like mayor races where people are very susceptible to like, you know, Lee Zeldin happens to have been in Congress, but Lee Zeldin could have been anybody. He could have been anybody saying the same stuff. People aren't into Lee Zeldin because of his time in Congress. Yeah, totally. And in that LA mayor race specifically, he spent, I think it's probably going to come out to more than $100 million of his own money on that campaign. And Karen Bass has spent around a tenth of that. Um, And so it's like, it is, it does feel like you're kind of buying a new reputation for yourself almost and Mm -hmm. buying the, buying the ability to kind of glaze over whatever might have happened before. And um, it's not, it's not surprising that we're hearing from celebrities who don't necessarily get political very often Mm -hmm. and not in a way that it's like, this is so bad. I have to speak out, but in a way that it's like, Hey, this guy's pretty good for me. No mansion. Katy Perry. Yeah. No mansion. I mean, Katy Perry, um, for what it's worth, Katy Perry has been political in the past. She supported Joe Biden. Um, you know, all of that stuff. But somebody like Chris Pratt is not out here like endorsing political candidates left and right. I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow is the most political person. Like, Ted Sarandos, the co-CEO of Netflix, endorsed 
uh, Rick Caruso. And it's like, these people don't need to be getting involved in this. It's not like, it's not like with like Roe v. Wade getting overturned where it was like, this is such an injustice and such an outrage that I feel like compelled to speak. It's like, Hey, vote for my friend Rick. He seems like he'd be a good mayor. And it's like, yes. What? That's <laughs> he weird. He built stuff. He made them all. Oh, I feel like I don't want to get to the end of this podcast episode because that means the next podcast episode is tomorrow. And I don't know who we're going to be or how we're going to feel, but I'm sure it won't be too different from today. I hope everybody have a have a moderately relaxing night. Thank you so much, Dylan. I have lots of housewives to catch up on, which means I have lots of mentioned at all episodes to catch up on. So I will be definitely doing that to relieve to relieve my anxiety. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, listen to mention it all. Um, I wouldn't say we never get political, but it's a little bit of a a little bit of a respite from. from yeah. Well, sometimes they sometimes you're not getting political, but the housewives do, and that demands uh, that you discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if any 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 more bangers today, and we'll discuss them. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaris, and this is the Better Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.